instead of just the intuition that you typically get in HR or here's what everybody does in HR, um, but really just what are those key drivers and the financial indicators that tell us we're doing well as a business and let me figure out how to back into what you should be doing to be able to hit that. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Angela Finlay of Winward Human Capital Management. Angela, it's great to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Gresham. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on and all the awesomeness that you've been doing. So uh, before we jumped into the interview, of course, I wanted to read a little bit more about Angela so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Angela is a Chief Human Capital Strategist at Winward Human Capital Management, LLC. Angela was a former CHRO, head of HR at organizations ranging from global Fortune 150 to small startup companies. She is currently a lecturer and adjunct professor in leadership, strategy, and human capital management, including Columbia University. University's Master in Human Capital Management Program. Angela, excited again to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Wonderful. Uh, happy to share it. So I, my story would start with, I was never gunning to have my own business and be a CEO. So interestingly enough, I actually got out of college thinking I was going to head into accounting uh, after being put in front of large pieces of paper and running G and uh, GL type of calculations, decided uh, that just wasn't going to be me and had an opportunity where there was a partner in the firm who said, hey, I think you'd be great in HR and uh, pivoted my career at that point. Spent the next uh, 10 years leading HR functions in accounting firms. Um, and while I was there, also had a chance, which is really that what got me into thinking about consulting, where when you do great things in accounting firms, they try to figure out how to farm you out to clients to make you billable, right? So right. that perspective, they started giving me to their clients saying, hey, she can help you with that. Or, oh, you're having an issue with uh, trying to figure out how to get your technology to work. She can talk to you about HR technology, or she can talk to you about what type of policies you should have. And so had the chance to do that with some small and mid-sized businesses, loved the problem-solving aspect of it all, uh, thinking through a business challenge, kind of how all the pieces came together. Um, and, you know, I always kind of said my my interesting piece or the the part that I always brought to the table is I started my career as an accountant so I always start kind of with the numbers and the business focus which seemed to have resonated with clients um, I do often joke though that I'm not sure what partners in the world would have agreed to give some 20 some year old clients and let them talk about HR um, but somehow was successful when I did it and and certainly loved doing it and had the opportunity to even sell my own clients uh, and bring in uh, 
businesses that the firm hadn't had before. So it was just a wonderful experience. Um, with that being said, I decided that after 10 years of working with accountants, I needed to make a change if I really wanted to get out of accounting and uh, shifted into a role at a large Japanese conglomerate where I had the responsibility for the Americas region. And then as the years went on, I had the opportunity to again consult with companies that we were acquiring and loved it. Right. It was uh, one of those things where we would bring in a company and they were having challenges bringing in engineers and being able to talk to them about what are different strategies you can take, including getting into colleges. Right. And starting to build programs so that the, it fed into the talent that they needed going forward and just had a great time uh, working with such a varied group of businesses from power plants in Mexico to retail, high-end men's fashion in New York. It was just all across the board and just a great time. Um, loved the role, uh, but when the traveling became a lot for a growing family, when you're on the road every week, made the decision to jump into a CHRO, Chief Human Resource Officer role at a community bank where we had essentially a mission to turn around a sleepy 1970s thrift savings bank um, and then sell it in a few years. Again, loved the idea of coming in, triaging kind of a workforce and a function that needed to change and update and be able to just have an end game and know what you were working towards was just a, a great time. When the bank sold, uh, I actually bowed out of the opportunity for any potential positions and decided this was the time to kind of hang up the sign and create my own uh, consulting business, which became Leanward Human Capital Management to get back to really the things that I loved in my career and, and really start to embark on that. And, you know, given the experiences I've had over the 20s, 20, 20, many, 20 years of doing this, right? Um, give me a chance to, to really share that with small to mid-sized businesses that don't typically have the finances to get that support. Absolutely. And that's the best way. Uh, you can see so much further by standing on the shoulders of giants. So you being able to kind of accrue all that knowledge and information. I love that you're um, helping out so many organizations and businesses. So I, I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're serving the clients that you work with. Could you take us through a little bit more about what that about what that looks like? Sure. So I, you know, sat back when I started to, to create the business and really said, what are the ways that I can bring the most impact and value to, to small mid-sized businesses from my experience? And based on that, I kind of decided that the business would focus on four key areas, and, and those would be the lanes that we, we hang out in. So the first being what we call fractional HR leader services, where it's our opportunity to get strategic and tactical HR support to business owners without them having to bring on headcount and without them having to pay a large price tag for that more senior level person. The second thing that we focus on is internal HR leader services, where we help organizations who are transitioning from one leader uh, to another with kind of just looking at what do they have today, what were the skills they had, what was the structure they had, and what should it look like going forward. 
The third thing that we focus on is really HR function transformations, where we work with the owners and the leaders who aren't feeling that their HR programs are supporting them or are frustrated with what they're getting from their HR function and help identify and implement changes that they need to create a function that's really much more business focused. And lastly, uh, we've been getting involved with uh, M&A transactions from the talent and HR side whether it be working through HR issues in due diligence or post-merger integration, which, you know, I often joke, I've seen time and time again in my experience between Mitsui and, and even with the bank was, you know, talent issues quickly become your biggest issues but are the ones we never actually pay attention to. I appreciate you breaking down, you know, each of those different aspects. So I wanted to, to, to hear a little bit more on what you think is your secret sauce. And it could be for yourself individually, the business or a combination of both. But I, I don't know if you already touched on this, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? A good thought to have to run through when you're running a, a business. Um, and when I, I step back, I think there are kind of two pieces that are really just the differentiators for us. Number one is I don't buy the whole concept of best practices, right? I have seen organizations do amazing things by creating their own little way of approaching it. And so I've always looked at kind of what it is we're trying to get to from a business perspective and back into how we should be thinking about talent programs and things along those lines. I've never felt that you should start with talent programs and then try and push it into business results. And with that being said, everything really needs to make sense for the organization. I think the second thing that's kind of the secret sauce is have, coming at things quite often from more of the business financial perspective instead of just the intuition that you typically get in HR or here's what everybody does in HR, um, but really just what are those key drivers and the financial indicators that tell us we're doing well as a business and let me figure out how to back into what you should be doing to be able to hit that. Absolutely appreciate that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So I am currently in the middle of reading the book, Think Again by Adam Grant. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but the whole premise of the book is that we need to constantly choose courage over comfort. And what that means is we should constantly rethink what we know. And what I love about it, right, is that what has made us experts in our career and brought us to our CEO positions or having our consulting practices will not actually sustain us in the future. And so I've, you know, I love the whole concept and premise of it and think it's kind of foundational to how I've approached everything in life because I had a mentor through the years who used to tell me the secret to success is being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And if you are ever sitting there and fully comfortable, you are not growing and learning and going to be successful. And so with that, you know, I've really kind of driven a lot of my success in my career and certainly things that I've done with clients from the perspective of let's be comfortable being uncomfortable 
to allow for us to constantly evolve and learn and grow. And I think we, it also brings a sense of humility that we're not that great, right? And that you're not an expert in everything and that it pushes us to continue to be better tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. Nice. So um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So it's a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So my nugget would be owning owning your own lane, right? So when I started the business, you know, I always say we're, we're always trying to be everything to everyone. Um, and so if someone came and said, hey, could you do this? I'd be like, yes, I'd love to do that, right? And, and at some point you need to step back and really say, where does my business thrive? And what are those lanes where I know that I can bring the most value, I can have the most impact in organizations, and that I can really be successful to create a long-term strategy. And so that's really been the, the learning along the way. And the learning that I would share with anybody is just when you get into the your business, being really abundantly clear on where your skill sets lie, where the value lies, and being comfortable, going back to my comfortable, right? Being comfortable saying no to business when it just doesn't fit with uh, the model that you you can really sustain and add value in. And so I um, wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Angela, what does being a CEO mean to you? So one of the things when I decided to embark on my own was, you know, I thought back on leadership, right? I'd led teams that were 60 people to two people, right? And they were often in pretty rigid businesses where, I always felt like I had to conform to the expectations of what leaders needed to be there, which was not human-centered, right, in some of those industries, and was much more kind of money and time focused, and that was number one priority. So from my perspective, CEO redefined, uh, at least from a leadership perspective, is really my opportunity to lean into being an authentic leader. And so for me, it's really thinking through how can I be more long-term focused, right? When you're in a publicly traded company, we tend to be very short-term focused, right? But how can I be more long-term focused, vision-driven, right? Understanding what's priority and what really will make things tick. And first and and most importantly, lead with heart and and self-awareness about, you know, really creating strong, impactful relationships um, that I think will really make it a a better opportunity and and really help for a longer-term success from a a CEO and leadership perspective. So Angela, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people could get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Everybody can reach me, uh, whether it's through LinkedIn, which I think you'll have uh, in the show notes, uh, which I would love to connect and talk about some of my favorite 
topics around uh, talent and business impact. Um, and my business is at uh, Windward, W-I-N-D-W-A-R-D-H-C-M, Human Capital Management. So windwardhcm.com. And it would be my pleasure to connect and uh, explore these topics further with any of your um uh, audience going forward. Absolutely. Well, I truly appreciate that, Angela. And just like you mentioned, we will have the links and information um, in the show notes as well, too. But uh, thank you so much for sharing, you know, some of your expertise, your knowledge, your perspective, and even philosophy, I think, that we can you know, use from an HR perspective, but in so many different aspects, I think, of business and life at that. Uh, so thank you so much for, of course, all the expertise and knowledge you've been able to accrue and share today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. You too. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.